Hello and welcome to the Luscious Living Podcast. I'm your host, Celine Vilgen, holistic nutrition consultant and the founder of Luscious Living, where personal growth meets wellness. Ladies, we've heard that PMS is a feminine curse, and it's time to bust that myth. Did you know that your period is actually a sacred and beautiful time for you? It doesn't feel like that when you have symptoms of cramps, bloating, nausea, headaches, and more. And I'm here to tell you it does not have to be that way. Did you know that you can use nutrition to ease those symptoms? Did you know that you have four different phases of your menstrual cycle? Yes, you can learn to optimize each of these phases and really understand your body and understand why you're more motivated in some times of the month and more excited to work out or more wanting to stay in or you are just more intuitive in certain phases as well. Learn to understand your body, love yourself even more. This is all talked about in my best-selling book, The Painless Period Guide. Grab a copy for you and a friend. The link to purchase is in the description. Hello, hello, beautiful. Welcome to another episode of the Luscious Living Podcast. And today we're talking all things breast health. Whether you have women in your family who have had breast cancer, or you want to feel more connected and you haven't really loved your breasts, or you simply are not really aware of them, or perhaps you are looking at all the ways that you can be more in love with your body and taking the best care of yourself as possible, this episode is for you. By the way, if you are a regular listener and have not rated the podcast yet, please pause and give a five-star review. This really helps so many more women learn about the podcast and really be connected on a mind-body-spirit level, and that's what it's all about. Now, coming back to the episode, I want to preface a few things about breast health, and really go over some of the key tips, but really starting off with a bit of context, right? And maybe you can relate to this, but so many women are disconnected from their breasts. Maybe you are not, but maybe you can also find yourself in this because it starts young, right? When we first begin to develop breasts, all of a sudden there is a different kind of attention placed on us. Perhaps the boys at school start to laugh or gawk or you notice different teachers or men on the street stare or slow down when they're driving in the car. Ugh. Or you maybe you compare yourself with your growth. Maybe you start to develop breasts sooner than your friends or maybe you're one of the last. Or there's this constant messaging about women being responsible for unwanted sexual advances or the ever-changing ideal breast sizes and shapes from Pamela Anderson to Twiggy, which I grew up in both of those uh, messaging. And oh my gosh, even when I was growing up, there was all these these things in, in the media or, or television, whatever it is, I guess that's media, but does this make my butt look big? And then all of a sudden we're all trying to have our butts bigger in this day and age of listening to this. So, you know, and then there's also these different surgical replacements and enhancements. If you 
feel like your yours don't measure up. And obviously power to whatever decision you make. However, I also look at, well, if there wasn't this messaging, would we be doing these things? Maybe, maybe not. Either way. And, you know, either way, we're taught to be on this mission to, to seek and destroy, as Christiane Northrup says. You know, we do these uncomfortable tests and treatments and technologies. And still, we might still find ourselves completely uh, disowned or, or forgetting about our breasts. Some women end up hunching their shoulders because they don't want an attention. And somehow we have some negativity around our breasts. They're too up or down or left or right or misshaped or whatever it is. So wherever you're at with your journey, may this be a moment where you can take better care and really be intentional about the care. And I know that anytime we put more positive focus on this, anything, but there's a deeper relationship there. Okay. And in light of Breast Health Awareness Month, which is what's what I'm going to say, because I just find that when we say Breast Cancer Awareness Month, why are we becoming more aware of something? I mean, obviously, there is the side of it of being aware that this is happening, and so people can be more proactive, but it's also, well, let's, I'm going to phrase it, rephrase it, and say Breast Wellness Awareness Month, okay? Because I want to put my focus on wellness rather than breast cancer awareness, okay? That's a tangent on my part. So I want to actually bring your attention to an interesting study I read that only 5 to 10% of cancer, all cancer cases are due to genetic defects and that the remaining 90 to 95% are due to environmental and lifestyle okay, uh, choices and these all provide major opportunities for preventing any sort of cancer as well. So in this episode, we're going to go over hormone balance, lymphatic drainage, elimination systems, okay, or rather detoxification pathways, nutrition, as well as providing a few key um, nutrients and foods, rather, and then some psycho-spiritual or psycho-emotional stress, which is all so important, okay? So let's get into those key concepts here. Number one is hormone balance. So this is why, if you heard my work before, I talk about PMS all of the time because PMS has been normalized, but it's actually a hormone imbalance that we have normalized. That's not normal. Okay, so for example, if you have breast tenderness, you have jawline acne, you have painful periods, you have mood swings and cravings around that time of month, know that it's not normal and your body is speaking to you. You should have a relatively symptom-free PMS or period, okay? And so, for example, if you do have breast tenderness, one of the simplest ways you can actually start to reduce that and actually have no breast tenderness, I'm telling you, no breast tenderness is vitamin E. So increasing your vitamin E during your luteal phase. And if you are not sure what your luteal phase is, I urge you to purchase a copy of the Painless Period Guide. It is on Amazon across the world. And I teach you all the different phases of your cycle. You have four. I used to think it was period, no period, but you actually have four seasons within a month. And in your luteal phase is when many women start to have these PMS symptoms. So start to have more vitamin E during your luteal phase. Okay. But also if you're having other sort of symptoms, there's a whole lot of other gut 
uh, gut bacteria imbalances there. You need to be eating more fiber, especially cruciferous vegetables are so important because what we see is estrogen dominance is one of the major factors of breast cancers. Okay, so again, if you haven't read the Painless Period Guide, head over to the description where you can purchase your copy there. And again, on any, I'll do the Canada link, but you can type it up for wherever country you're in. Okay, so hormone balance is vital for breast health. Okay, so make sure your hormones are balanced there. You're not feeling weepy or difficulty losing weight or insomnia, hot flashes, anything like that. Get that sorted. And I do uh, help women primarily actually with this as well. So if you have any troubles with this and you just want to have extra support, please reach out, okay? And I'd love to be of service to you. Um, next is the lymphatic system. I'm sure you've heard of this before, but the lymphatic system is a network of tissues and organs that help get rid of toxins in the body. Okay. And the function, the primary function of the lymphatic system is to tram- uh, transport lymph, a fluid containing infection fighting white blood cells. Okay. Throughout the body. And these lymph nodes are located specific points throughout the body, such as the armpits and high in the throat. So this is why, for example, if you have a cold, you might have a swollen throat, or you might notice if you touch around the the armpits and the breast, you might have sore points. And there you have some clogs, okay? So think of the lymphatic system as the drainage system of your house. So you want to have the the gutter, the drains all moving seamlessly because if there is a a clog in the drains it's going to back up the system okay and potentially causing flooding in the in, in the roof for example or other damage this is the same thing with your body but unlike the circulatory system where the heart acts as the pump the lymphatic system doesn't have a pump it only moves one way upward and away from gravity okay and so as the lymph system tries to fight gravity it can become clogged And so this is why it's so important to have the system going seamlessly, as I mentioned, okay? So you want to have no clogs. And this is, again, why if you have any um, swollen lymph nodes, it's usually when you have a cold or you have, you know, some, some blockages. So some of the best ways to actually get your lymphatic system functioning optimally is exercise, Okay, exercise, really, really important. Make sure you're sweating. You can also do a rebounder, so jumping up and down on a mini trampoline. That's one of the best ways. One of my favorite ways that I do on a weekly basis is dry brushing. I will link a video as well so you know how to dry brush. And you start from the the bottom of your... um, of your left side, and then you dry brush working your way up to the heart in circular motions. And then when you're done on the left side, you're gonna walk over, you're gonna walk over, you're gonna switch over to the right side. This is really important. You can get a dry brush at any health food store, and it's like a brush for your skin essentially. Really important. And the coarse bristles on the brush stimulate the pores and open them up, makes it easier for the body to sweat, which then in turn reduces the amount of toxins flowing through the lymphatic system. Okay, and it just feels so good, like your skin feels completely alive. Okay, and then the other thing, the connection with the breasts here, that breast massage may aid in lymphatic drainage. 
Okay, so again, the breasts are part of the lymphatic system and the armpits, which can be congested and have blockages, especially if you've had surgery in the chest or the breast area. So massaging and releasing stagnation in the chest can help detox the lymphatic system. And you might just feel, um, you know, you need to blow, blow your nose after. So there's different massages. You can actually, a lot of massage places will have a breast, uh, not breast, a lymphatic drainage massage, but you can also do a breast massage at home, which I highly recommend. And I'll link a video for that as well for you. Next is detoxification pathways. If you are not eliminating properly, so your bowel movements, this is so important for hormone balance because our stool, so it binds to excess estrogen and excretes it. But if we are not properly eliminating, then this, then our, this estrogen in the body gets recycled as a form of toxic estrogen, Okay. The liver is also so important here for hormone balance, but as we mentioned, the lymphatic system and the kidneys all help to filter out toxins and keep the body healthy. The body is always working for us. So if you have any sort of congestion and dysfunction in these organ pathways, this can actually have toxic consequences for the breasts, okay? So for example, if you are having hormone imbalances, if you have a lot of headaches, if you feel congested frequently, these are all signs of, of uh, sluggishness Okay, in the pathways. So one of the most important things you can do is to have enough magnesium because magnesium is going to help soften and, and really let you go to the bathroom. Uh, filtered water, lots of filtered water, okay? This is so important. Make sure you're having three to four liters a day, four if you're very active, and fiber. A lot of the time people, if they're constipated, they'll have the psyllium husk and, and um, there's, uh, there are stool softeners and things like that. But make sure that you're getting your whole food or your fiber through whole foods because then if you are don't have enough magnesium, don't have enough water, you're going to back yourself up even more. Okay, so just include fiber as a regular part of your diet through apples, quinoa, pears, carrots, celery, eggplants, all of these different beautiful foods, okay? And speaking of food, the next part of this is digestion, okay, and, and nutrition for your breasts as well. Because what you eat provides building blocks and, and materials, information for your cells. And this is so important because poor nutrition has, is really the basis of so many of our lifestyle diseases, okay? And then when we have poor nutrition, poor digestive symptoms such as bloating, gas, um, constipation, diarrhea, then that creates silent inflammation, allergic sensitivities, toxic buildup. And again, we mentioned that 90 to 95% of cancers are lifestyle related, okay? So what are the key foods that you can eat for your breast health? Number one is dark leafy greens like broccoli, kale, cabbage, and other cruciferous vegetables such as um, collards, as we mentioned, kale, cauliflower, um, foods like this, okay, Brussels sprouts, so so important because 
they contain a chemical called sulforaphane, which has anti-cancer properties, okay? And one study found that sulforaphane in broccoli possesses anti-cancer properties, but also restricts tumors from growing in the lab and preventing cancer from spreading. Now, I have a course for you. It's a mini training. It's going to give you ways to use these amazing vegetables as every part of your diet and your smoothies and your oatmeal, just whole dishes from them, okay? And it's only $7 for the month of October because of Breast Health Awareness Month. I'm going to go more into it at the very end, but I wanted to let you know that there is uh, something really special coming your way with that, okay? So the next food is blueberries and other deep-hued berries like blackberries and cherries, for example, because they're rich in antioxidants and contain anti-inflammatory properties, okay? So they, for example, blueberries not only improve brain and heart health, but they also are very high in fiber, which we just talked about, vitamin C, vitamin K, and flavanols, okay, which are helpful compounds that work to detox the body from pollutants and cellular damage from free radicals. And that's why we have anti-inflammatory foods or antioxidants to fight these free radicals. Then studies show that phytochemicals and nutrients increase antioxidant activity in the blood and help the body repair damage that can lead to cancer growth as well as prevent DNA damage on a cellular level. Okay, so make sure you get those berries in. Next is one of my favorite drinks, which is green tea, but not green tea that you get from the supermarket and Tetley. You know, you want to make a a purchase from a high quality tea supplier. There are usually um, stores in your area that just sell tea. So make sure you get a good quality from there. Okay, because when you get it from the tea bag, there it's just dust from leftovers okay of of the high quality stuff and then the outside lining of the tea bags is filled with plastics actually it's a whole other podcast episode of its own but make sure you get good quality tea could be sencha tea could be i mean oolong is a form of middle of green tea and black tea but anyway go to your local green tea supplier get some tea get a teapot um or you could just put the loose leaf inside. And then you also want to make sure that the water is not very hot to when you put in the green tea or else it ruins the leaves, okay? So you want to make sure that it's at the perfect temperature for green tea. Anywho, coming back to this, we actually see that green tea may reduce breast cancer risk by 30%. And that's significant. So researchers discovered that women in Asia are about five times less likely to develop breast cancer than those who live in North America. Obviously, there's so many different factors to it, but possible explanations include the fact that green tea consumption is much higher in Asia. Okay, And in one other study, researchers discovered those who drink green tea daily have an overall risk of cancer. And... Obviously, this is not a substitute for cancer treatments, but if you have a glass um, daily, if you are taking treatment um, or whether you're just doing it for health purposes, the EGCG, okay, which is a compound in green tea, is what makes the hot beverage so powerful. Okay, um, and this, none of the studies showed that an EGCG supplement can decrease breast density in young women, which in turn reduces risk of cancer. You know, you can take a supplement, but I do find that nature is so powerful exactly the way she is. And so if you can have green tea, that's even better. 
Lastly is one of the most studied nuts in, in, in our world, and that's walnuts, okay? And so because they're so high in omega-3 fatty acids, they show to help inflammation, okay, which is great for the heart, as well as linking to breast health and cancer, okay? One study showed that adding walnuts to your meals daily may slow the growth of breast tumors. And researchers believe that seven whole walnuts a day are enough to pack major health benefits. So make sure you add your walnuts to your oatmeal and as snacks, okay? Really, really helpful. The next thing I want to talk to you about is so important and is so overlooked, I find, and underrated, because we could eat all the best foods, we could do the infrared saunas and the dry screen brushing, but if we have unresolved trauma, if we are over-giving and under-nurturing ourselves, if there is grief that we have not healed, and obviously we're always healing, we're always working through things, but this is so important, because again, you could do all those things, but if you don't have this healing within your heart, in your mind, your soul, then I do believe that plays even more in an important role, to be honest. Because if you look at the research and, you know, people who have lived to 113 or 100 years old and they say, what is your advice? And honestly, I've, I've read some people say, eat candy every day or my drink and my cigar or whatever it is. And some people have said honey and like these other healthy foods, but I don't, I think, what's underemphasized is the emotional state that these people had, okay? Um, because you know, I'm sure you know someone who is a lot younger and physically healthier, but mentally, spiritually uh, miserable, okay? And I believe that is a huge factor of health, and if not, a quality of life, right? So coming back to the breast. So the breast, you know, are, are, are a place of, of nurturing, okay? Nurturing others. And when what a woman puts her own personal, emotional needs, her goals on the back burner, or she forgets entirely that she has them, which, I mean, how many women can you think of who have, have done that? And because we've almost been programmed to do so for millennia, then this energy become, can become diminished by resentment, anger, grief, longing, fatigue, right? And so... Even the stress and hormone connection are so tied together that it makes an impact on your hormones. And just as if you get embarrassed or angry, your body starts to physiologically show signs of, of, of your emotional state. Well, long-term, long-term fatigue, long-term resentment also does as well. And there hasn't been enough light on, on this uh, fact, okay? And so... The breasts are sensitive to stress because they're highly influenced by the balance of emotion and really thinking about this nurturing energy. How can you bring it back to yourself in understanding and identifying what, why you've put your own emotions in the back burner? And to be honest, when I work with clients, a lot of it is on the emotional side of things, more so on the you know nutrition because when we clear and it's not therapy by any means is coaching and when you are clear on who you are where you're going what your values are then your inspired action naturally happens because it's not a lack of knowledge there's there's thousands of books on nutrition 
And it's not a lack of knowledge that we're not a healthier population. It is from our trauma and and our emotional um, stress, okay? So whether it is journaling, meditation, yoga, therapy, connecting with someone like myself, increasing pleasure and bliss in your life, these are all so important for your wellness, okay? So recapping my love. So we need to focus on hormone balance, the lymphatic system, the toxification pathways, nutrition, as well as emotional stress and bliss amplification, as I like to call it. These are vital, okay? And to go deeper, I invite you to enroll in the breast health program because you're going to receive over 25 recipes, including ice cream, uh-huh, for hormone balance, okay? You're also going to get an in-depth e-guide to help you navigate your journey to better breast health. It is only $7 for the month of October, and then it goes to 27 all year throughout the that okay so if you want to get deeper with your breast health and really unlock your sensuality really understand and have this relationship with your breasts and prevent anything as well and enroll in this program you know or buy it for someone else because it goes a lot deeper than this episode and really gives you a step-by-step guide to having a better relationship and loving your breasts because that's such a big part of who you are right so i invite you to join us if you have any questions simply send an email to hello at selenebilgan.com it would be an absolute honor to serve you in the program And I hope you enjoy this episode. Please share it with three girlfriends to help them become more aware as well. And I look forward to seeing you for the next episode. Thanks for being here and my love to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please give the show a five-star review if you feel like you learned something new today. All of the mentioned links will be in the show notes. And also, are we connected on Instagram? Find me over at underscore luscious living underscore and come say hi. See you next episode.